Blog Talk Radio. We're not going to start off like that on my fucking comeback. Obviously, it's one of the only Brian Rails. Who the fuck else on your Hot 9-7 every day? No. Let's just... Can we please get to the party? Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence? Anyways, um, talking professional wrestling, not baseball, but, you know, here you go, folks. WWE, AEW, a lot of people have been discussing CM Punk or what's new with AEW, what's new with WWE and AEW. There are new champions. Congratulations to the acclaimed, your new tag team champions. Also, congratulations to Chris Jericho, who has made history. As their new Ring of Honor champion. Jeez, I can't. I cannot be unbiased. You know, I can be the guy that sits here and says, this is what's wrong with AEW. This is what's wrong with WWE. But so far, you know, folks, they've kind of reversed roles from 2021 to 2022. A dramatic turn of events that kind of turned out to be a blessing for Well, WWE in the sense that Vince McMahon was found out $20.9 million in scandal. And that's, you know, out at the end and in with the familiar Triple H, right? So, Moi has some interesting numbers, if you would, to go by. And before I dive into discussion, this is quite interesting, okay? So... I went ahead and did some research, if you would, and it pops up to be fairly, not just fairly interesting numbers, but numbers nonetheless. So, ever since Triple H has come back, as far as, you know, July 22nd goes, the numbers went up 1 
I say 1.978 million viewers, and this was in July. So number two, and that's behind shows like The Bachelorette. Okay, so <laughs> Raw's number one on cable. Number one on cable. Wow. Uh, let's see, viewers intrigued by WWE's ongoing changes. Blah blah blah. So, 1.765 million viewers. You know how hard it is to get viewership for professional wrestling. As far as we're concerned, you know, a certain company was bragging about getting a million viewers to watch professional wrestling, and that was AEW. And like Booker T had stated before, Tony Khan is like, one of those, you know, schoolgirls that has all the looks and the popular clique is saying, you know, look at what we have, look at what we have. And I didn't even watch tonight's Dynamite, but apparently, you know, I get floods from social media on Facebook, reports, if you will, as to what happened. And as far as their ratings go, yes, things have improved ever since the dramatic drama between Omega, CM Punk, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson, which who are still... All three are serving suspensions, and the title has been vacated. But, see, it's it's wrestling. It could go either way. You know, something could happen. I don't see that happening anytime soon because WWE seems to be on a roll, including uh, former talents that were well known, widely known on NXT, like Johnny Gargano, uh, Kevin Owens, Austin Theory. These guys in WWE are putting on quality shows, and I haven't watched their programming consecutively in forever. Now, I know some people would say, I don't need to watch Raw or SmackDown. I, that's not my flavor. I can easily catch up at the pay-per-views. Well, lately, after certain podcasts went off the air, if I can find this doohickey of a clip, let me let me see if I can find you. Ah, here we are. Here we are. So... Here we go, folks. A little tidbit. We're gonna pause. We're gonna pause ten seconds for station identification right here on Wrestle Radio Network. Stand by. technical difficulty but here is what okay let me cut that out later 
But anyways, so here we are. Wrestle Radio Network live. A few of the glitches, you know, just shaking out some of the cobwebs. But here we go. Logan Paul had no. Logan Paul had something to say. So let's play this clip. He's like the the guy right now, hundred percent. Like what I said about seeing him in the ring. He's like, there's nobody else. Uh, there's nobody else on that level right now, bro. There's just not. I can feel the dog coming out of me. Like when I watch him on TV and in the ring, I just want to fucking wrestle the guy. Already, that's what I do. That's what I do, dog. I did it with Floyd Mayweather. My second opponent was Floyd fucking Mayweather. Oh, oh, it's like, it's oh, like, oh, 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 on my second match ever. It's what I do. I I love competing at the highest levels as soon as I get into the thing. You're not going to like this. You put me against Roman Reigns right now, I think I win. Let's go. Fuck out of here. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, bro. I'll, I'll, I'll say it to the camera. I don't care. I don't care that he just left. Me versus Roman Reigns. One-on-one. That's my match. Heard it first. Logan Paul is now challenging Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. Something that is not uncommon now for the world of professional wrestling to have a celebrity challenge a mainframe dude. So, with that being said, ladies and gents, I uh, I, I want to just point this out. Logan Paul only had one prior match to Roman Reigns, and that was... Logan Paul versus, well, The Miz. And he did have some help with AJ Styles. And there was an assist, but Logan Paul did all the groundwork. And he did, you know, for him to be such the sponge that he is coming into the company and procuring a challenge with Roman Reigns makes one wonder what direction is WWE headed? Is it going to fall flat on its face just because a celebrity challenged Roman Reigns who has held the title for now, wow, two years. Two years. That's longer than Hogan, Bruno San Martino. I mean, it just makes you scratch your head and wonder, Jesus Christ, um, what is it going to take for Roman to drop it? I don't see it happening. For those of you asking that question right now on the gram, that's Russell underscore radio. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with the social media handles, for those of you who want to question moi, it's Russell underscore radio for the Instagram. It's at underscore Brian Rails on Twitter. And for the Book of Faves Facebook, it's going to be Russell Radio Network forward slash Facebook.com. Those of you who need this on repeat, I sorry, but I just said them. So <clears throat> Logan Paul, Roman Reigns. Look at the tail of the tape. Roman Reigns has lineage. As far as we know, he's got the bloodline. And for real, that is his real family. 
He's got the Usos, Jimmy and Jay. He's got Solo Sequoia, who was the younger brother of those two, which is also Rowan's cousin, who helped him along at Clash of the Castle and essentially helped Roman retain when Roman was literally on the ropes. So, anyways, moving forward, where does Logan Paul come in? Because his second opponent, as he mentioned and reaffirmed it, was Floyd Money Mayweather. And his friend was kept saying, retired Floyd Money Mayweather. And again, you have the catalyst for this being that Logan Paul said after his guest had left was, I challenge Roman Reigns. We knew this was coming. I mean, he's got to make a splash somehow with only a year in his contract and certain other variables going into this. So I don't know, folks. That's kind of up in the air. It could be – it could be – a surprise. Let me back up here. It could be a surprise for Logan Paul to upset Roman Reigns, but I mean, we really don't know at this point. So, it adding more fuel to the fire, adding more ratings, adding more viewership with this whole shindig of will Logan Paul best Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel? A lot of people say no. He's got to hold the title till WrestleMania 39. He could lose it, folks, at Extreme Rules. I mean, you never know. He could lose it somewhere down the road at Survivor Series and then gain it back right at Royal Rumble. I mean, stranger things have happened in WWE. But anyways, the catalyst also for this feud happened to be Paul Heyman, who on an episode of Friday Night SmackDown told Logan Paul, if you were smart, you would back down from this challenge. And I'm not going to play that clip. Or am I? I'm not. So, um, back to the task at hand, folks. <clears throat> or the discussion at hand, I should say. So, that's one area that I would was hoping to discuss with you all, or wanting to discuss with you all. Let me rephrase that. So, back to the first subject line. What is the difference so far between WWE and AEW? There's a lot of things going on, folks, especially when you're trying to look at the structure of the shows. WWE Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0. Where am I going with this? Is one better than the other? AEW really hasn't changed its format since 2019. I mean, they were the hottest thing in wrestling, and some may argue that they still are, but when you really look at the tail of the tape, they had Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks. They they still have the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston and... There are certain things that are flowing well with AEW, and there are certain things that are not doing so hot. WWE wasn't all that great until that scandal with Vince McMahon. So, folks, one of the things that seems to bug the ever little crap out of me about AEW is they have great matches. There's no denying that. Whereas WWE have, you know, story arcs with the limited roster that they are now building upon because, let's see, 
the return of Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling, Ciampa being included on main roster, Austin Theory feuding with Kevin Owens. There are stories that I can follow as the casual Joe Blow fan, right? With AEW, they have a great match, the, the very first match of the night, but I'm not complaining of who's champion there or not because it'll change. It's like the weather, you know. It's like the weather. It'll change. Give it a couple weeks. Give it a month. Give it a week and a half. Give it six days to which CM Punk held the championship because of the controversy that ensued after his match. And I will promise you that it's not going to reverse roles anytime soon. There are a lot of doubters saying, well, if Triple H is running and he'll just run into the ground like CM Punk said. So about that, I don't like playing the, well, he said this 10 years ago and look what happened. There's a lot of people that could say Triple H is a, or not Oracle, but psychic. I mean, if you really look at things, he predicted a long time ago what would happen with CM Punk. Is this a bashing party for CM Punk? Is this a roast of CM Punk? No. What this is telling you guys is that the WWE, ever since July 22nd, ever since Hunter took over, we were all on pins and needles. Well, I hope this will be better. When AEW's kept on with their bullshit, which means they had a great match at the beginning of the night, and at the end of the night, it was Daniel Garcia versus Wheeler Yuta, which is not a bad match, just not main event material, in my opinion, okay? The reason why it was explained to me through a friend that Brian Danielson and Hangman Page was not the main event is because they gave it to him last week. And also, having premier main event matches on your regular taping, why? Why would you do that? They're WCW nitroing this thing, and that is not a compliment by any stretch of the means. What that is saying is that AEW has the potential to have great programming. It's just there's one fucking problem. Let me sit back here and say it. There's one. Actually, there are several problems when you book your main event match on the first match of the card. It's supposed to be like a crescendo in a song or an opening band for the main act. If you have the main attraction, well, I mean, you paid your money for the concert, but now there's no opening act to let you go to the concession stand, get some T-shirts, get whatever you just throw throttled right into it. Some may say, well, I like things that way. Well, do you like having the ratings kind of dissipate as the night goes on for AEW? Not to say that, you know, having Chris Jericho win the Ring of Honor title is not discrediting it, but at the same time, the man is 40-plus years old and still wrestling. That's saying something for a guy that's, you know, he, well, he's still one of my favorite wrestlers, but there's a time when guys like Chris Jericho should not be winning any kind of championship anymore at all. And here's why. Chris Jericho is a great talker. He can connect with the crowd. He can make shit happen. But there's a problem 
What has happened to guys like Claudio or, or Samoa Joe? Or better yet, what has happened to Malachi Black, which I will be discussing with you further later on. I will read the statements later on. But AEW, most likely, folks, the difference between them and WWE is WWE doesn't take Triple H out of the locker room anymore, not yet, and put him in the main event for a championship match versus Roman Reigns. No, sir. He knows that it was time to hang up the fucking boots, okay? There are guys that get it and put their tone over. Now, the only instance where he didn't was Sting at WrestleMania 31. AEW allows the fans to get what they want. Is that a crime? No. But when you never disappoint the fans, they're always going to expect you to give them what they want. And allow me to elaborate on there's good and there's bad when you do that. The good thing is you keep the fans, snooty fanboys, smarks, and everybody coming at your phone programming and then they will look down upon those who still watch WWE and say well at least in our program we get the flippy flippy shit and uh, we get Jericho running his mouth for the umpteenth time and main events that don't make sense sorry I had to let that out I know it sounds like total complete and utter bashing which you know no it's just venting AEW has fucking potential WWE is now taking full-on force, cop, not copying and pasting the formats of AEW, which is set up factions, flippy, flippy shit, allowing the heels to fucking roam and say whatever the hell they want, allowing the baby faces to run rampant, right? Like McIntyre, Kevin Owens, so on and so forth. And it makes one scratch their head and wonder, in the span of two months, what just happened? What what happened to AEW? I mean, we knew it was going to boil over with Omega, Punk, Hangman, Page, who did not want to take advice from Punk, and Punk's been talked about for years, ever since his departure in WWE. But anyways, that's besides the point. There's a lot of fucking turmoil in the locker room. So I hate, I hate talking politics about professional wrestling because there are those of us who have been through a sip of coffee like me, who have been through turmoil in a locker room before, may not have been televised like AEWs, and may not have been several shoot promos that ensued. But I digress. WWE has people that don't like one another, and look what happened. On their ship, it's steering the co- it's staying the course, whereas AEWs is bobbing and weaving in out of the metaphorical storms that they have to bob and weave out of, okay? Tony Khan versus Triple H. I, he, from the very moment that they, the AEW's, you know, entrepreneur or representative said, let me repeat that. From the very moment that AEW's representative said, we are not allowing people to poach talent. You hear some of them are giving out feelers, even though it's been denied by Matt and Nick Jackson about that, and they've suspended their Twitter account along with Kenny Omega. Is this one big giant word? No, because I'm going to cut right to the chase. 
when guys like Malachi Black, guys that are completely satisfied, you know, either dissatisfied or satisfied with what Tony Khan is doing as a promoter, as an owner, I got to ask you guys, why did it take so long for you to pay MJF? Who should be at the top? Instead, he's been filtered and sifted into a group that has no meaning for his career, in my humble opinion. Okay? The guy is fucking talented. He can mic, he can wrestle, he can draw a crowd in like moths to a fucking flame. Yet here we are, and he's like, ah, oh, Daddy Khan paid me. I think this is temporary because if you take a look at who's running things instead of the old man, and God respect him, you know, he gave us a lot of memories. He gave us WrestleMania, the major four, and innovated wrestling in ways that never been innovated before, including pop culture, and in the mix of things that your traditional professional wrestling. There's a lot of guys that you may be familiar with that are going to come back onto the scene, like, well, I don't know, um, Bray Wyatt, Yowie Wowie, whichever version, I don't care, comes, uh, Malachi Black, there have been rumors circulating around his return. There's a lot of names floating around that would not have floated around had it not been for Triple H coming back because they know how he ran things in NXT. From 2013 and beyond, it was a success up until 2019 and then 2021 when sadly our bits and pieces of 2022 I do not know who is, you know, running the ship or metaphorical ship as far as we speak, but I do know it's headed back in the right direction. Whereas AEW just signed Paige. Yowza, if she can stay healthy, it's either help or harm. I don't know. We'll wait and see. It could help the women's division now that Tony Storm, who I don't know what to make of this, guys. There's some formulated opinions that Jamie Hayter should have won. Question is, can can Tony Storm help this twacked out really bad women's division in AEW? And I mean, sorry, not sorry, but Jade Cargill, there needs to be some molding with her. She looks too strong. She's beating the crap out of people. She's their supposed version of Bianca Belair, but Bianca Belair's a sponge, soaks everything up, learns, and knows how to draw the attention, the ire of the crowd the correct way. So that's one major other thing that has been floated through social media gossip and bullshit. But folks, we're going to get to the nitty-gritty right now because we're going to, well, we're going to play the bulk of what's the topic for the show tonight. CM Punk's still getting discussed. CM Punk is still getting discussed. Not just, you know, oh, his departure from WWE was a sham, but did you hear what he did or said at a press conference? Let's take a listen, shall we? Uh, no, no, I'm not. 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 I'
even if it's for the silly world of professional wrestling, and you have journalistic integrity, people who report things mostly that are bullshit and slanderous lies against myself. If you are friends with somebody, put my spot. If you're not friends with them, I apologize. But you should probably disclose who you're friends with. I'm not proud of I haven't had anything to do with Scott Colton in almost a decade. Probably wanted nothing to do with him even longer than that. It's fucking unfortunate that I have to come up here and speak on this when I'm on my time, and this is a fucking business. Uh, why I'm a grown-ass adult man and I decide not to be friends with somebody is nobody else's fucking business. But my friends, if I fall backwards, will catch up. Scott Colton, I felt, never would have. My problem was I wanted to bring a guy with me to the top that did not want to see me at the top, okay? Call it jealousy, you call it envy, whatever the fuck it is. My relationship with Scott Colton ended long before I paid all of his bills. I have every receipt. I have every invoice. I have every email. I have the email where he says, and I quote, I agree to go our separate ways. I will get my own lawyer and you do not have to pay anymore. That's an email that I have. The only reason the public did not see is because when I finally had the counters to him through discovery, we discovered he shared a bank account with his mother. That's a fact. And as soon as we discovered that fact and we subpoenaed old Marsha, he sent the email, oh, can we please drop this? Now, it's 2022. I haven't been friends with this guy since at least 2014, late 2013. And the fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs and couldn't fucking manage a target, and they spread lies and bullshit and, and put into a media that I got somebody fired when I have fuck all to do with him, want nothing to do with him, do not care where he works, where he doesn't work, where he eats, where he sleeps. And the fact that I have to get up here and do this in 2022 is fucking embarrassing. And if y'all are at fault, fuck you. If you're not, I apologize. But what did I ever do in this world to, go, to deserve an empty-headed fucking dumb fuck like Hangman Adam Page to go out on national television and fucking go into business for himself? For what? What did I do, Dave? What did I ever do? Didn't do a goddamn thing. What's your name, sir? Donald D'Angelo. Fuck the Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Pittsburgh. <laughs> I made it really clear in Forbes, and I just want to make it clear again. Nick, it's not his position to make it very fucking clear. There's people who call themselves EVPs that should have fucking known better. Mm. This shit was none of their business. I understand sticking up for your fucking friends. I fucking get it. I stuck up for that guy more than anybody. Okay? I paid his bills. Until I didn't, and it was my decision not to. Yeah, but I shouldn't have no comment when Nick first said it. It's my I, fault. And I if appreciate I had, it's my that. fault. I appreciate I that. But, been I'm, head but, I'm, but I'm trying to run a fucking business. And when somebody who hasn't done a damn thing in this business jeopardizes the first million-dollar house that this company has ever drawn off of my back and goes on national television and does that, it's a disgrace to this industry. It's a disgrace to this company. Now, we're far beyond apologies. Right? I gave him a fucking chance. It did not get handled, and you saw what I had to do, which is very regrettable, lowering myself to his fucking level. But that's where we're at right now. And I still walk up and down this hallway and say, if you have a fucking problem with me, 
Take it up with me. Let's fucking go. First one. Okay, fun. Great. You can just send me the money. Okay, well. <laughs> that does it. Clips. Alright. For recording purposes. Take two. <laughs> that does it for the credits for this evening, but we're gonna get into the nice little bread and butter, if you will, shall we? So this marks the return of the show that I thoroughly love. Okay, let's just move the mic just a little bit closer to daddy, shall we? Uh, all right, yeah, closer to heaven. All right. So, folks, back on the regular. Ooh, that's a lot. Back online. No, I'm just, I'm not tired for those of you who are asking questions. Um... Let's see here. Ah. The following content presented on this Pro Wrestling Podcast, WrestleMania Network profile belongs to the owner, Brian Rails. So therefore, you do not have permission to use, copy, reproduce the content from all episodes recorded and shared on social media. All content, all content is protected by U.S. and international law, copyright laws, reproduction and distribution without permission from the owner is strictly prohibited and can be punishable by law. Failure to comply will result in legal action taken. All rights reserved, Russell Radio Network, Incorporated 2022. So... Now, before I go on tangents, before I go on my rants, let's just spice things up with a little old school feel. Shindig started. First and foremost, did the whole CM Punk incident all out this year in 2022 overshadow the return of MJF? I have to be brutally honest with you all. In my humble opinion, AEW has had its fair share of ups, downs, dramas. Worthwhile. Let me open my cap here and scratch the hell out of this just by thinking about it. So, um, to answer that question, yes. CM Punk's news overshadowed MJF. Why? 
let me sit up straight and, and just lean a little forward and look into the camera and say, the reason why CM Punk's, you know, a little out, not out, little outburst, but uh, brutal honesty about the Bucks, Matt Jack, you know, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, and Kenny Omega is because those three, in a lot of people's eyes, are wrestling darlings, right? They've given the fans what they wanted to see. They've given cool new outlooks on professional wrestling instead of being sports entertainers. We're going to pertain to wrestling. Those are their exact words. Now, Kenny Omega I met back in 2018. Well, yeah, WrestleMania 34 is WrestleCon. Very nice dude. As far as professionally speaking goes, I couldn't tell you because I've never worked with the man. But judging by what happened when he was seen and came out after that, AEW, from reports, they a lot of people turned their channel. They didn't want to see him come out. They did not want to see him come out and explain. And I'm getting a lot of Instagram questions right now because I'm mentioning AEW. Now, MJF was, you know, when he signed in January of 2019, it stated that he was making 40 grand to 60 grand. So, allow me 40 grand to 60 grand. He apparently got a pay raise from Mr. Khan because he finally realized in order to keep the best thing going about AEW, which is MJF, I don't care, no offense, the acclaimed congratulations now the new tag team championships to the man who pushes himself to the moon even though dude I don't I'm not understanding why he needs to be a champion when wow is he is he going down to ring of honor to to help that division since there's always been some kind of Connect with Claudio Castanoli, who was a great wrestler, but really couldn't, you know, interact with the mic. Um, but he can wrestle like nobody's business. There's a lot of question marks concerning a 122 man roster. MJF, but that's you know, different subject discussion for the next show. MJF came to or was starting out and was the original pillars. Hitman bent over backwards. For AEW and is still getting the fucking shaft. Despite him and Tony Khan making that fucking deal, there have been a lot of discussions amongst fans about we like AEW, but it's wrestling. I don't care if it's sports entertainment. I really don't care if it's wrestling. Because if you say you've seen it all, you lie. You lie. AEW right now, I still, it's funny. Even after that incident happened with CM Punk, we're still blathering on about it. Well, some of us are. Me, me, I'm blathering on about it because I've got to tell you something. CM Punk held the title for six fucking days. Six days. Six. Because of a conflict that he was brutally honest about with the EVPs of the company, Matt, Nick Jackson, and Kenny Omega. Should we all leave politics in the back? Yes. 
when it comes out to the front with the smarts and the marks, and they discuss, well, the Bucks had every right to get mad when they had every right to you know, kick his ass, try to kick his ass. Well, now I'm going to scratch my head on that further and tell you, I'm just going to just point this out. Well, I close my eyes and think of the words I've got to say to you. And that is, holy shit. After how many years of being out of the limelight to CM Punk and discussing him overshadow and negate the fact that MJF made a return. And they put him with a group of people which I am not fully a why. Why is MJF part of a faction? Why is he not being shot to the absolute? Or why is he not skyrocketing and becoming champion? Technically, he won the Casino Battle Royale, yes. But also, CM Punk's little tiff, or not little tiff, his major explosion with the EVPs, the company. It overshadowed MJF's return because MJF is a fairly, you know, he's talked about a great deal too, but not so much in that same discussion because there are several names that are on the discussion plate, like O'Bray Wyatt and stuff headed back to WWE. Speaking of which, I mentioned this earlier. The talent relations coordinator, vice president of AEW, specifically stated that WWE was warned not to tamper with their talent. MJF was one of those talents. He was, you know what, it's not even a thought process, folks, because after next year, where is AEW going to be? We don't know. Where is WWE going to be? I can, as the token WWE guy of this podcast, outside of Peter Simpson, outside of, uh, well, he who shall not be named, um, As I'm pondering thought, who knows? Who knows who's coming back? Who knows who's going to stay? But I'm going to get to the biscuits and gravy of this whole fucking discussion. MJF is being treated like absolute shit. Even though he just re-signed with the company, how is he being treated like crap? They signed him. I don't know if it's a lucrative deal or not, but his contract is still up in 2024. Unless they extended him. To however long, which I, I don't know if AEW is going to last the, uh, that long, but 40000 to 60000 per match, which means $3 million. I know Tony Khan is a magician. He has to be. Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact, and AEW. How does he do it? How does the man? And the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Soccer. So that's six six companies he runs. How is he going to keep track of MJF and CM Punk? And they just signed Paige. Um, I'm getting off track here, but see, MJF as a person is like the younger Miz slash if you add a dash of Million Dollar Man, a Miz, and touch of, you know, certain heel personalities, you get in jail. With CM Punk, he's just an outspoken guy who 
still is making impact with his words. Whether I dislike the man or not, I agree with what he said about his status as a professional. He shouldn't have to be responsible for a person that has nothing to do with him anymore. And like I said, I don't like diving into politics, but a lot of you want me, since I come back, to discuss or start discussing what's going on behind the scenes, which is what most of us do anyway. I mean, I'm not going to shy away from saying it. A lot of us are addicted to the fucking drama. The drama that ensued with CM Punk overshadowed MJF's return. Not, some may say, well, I disagree. Well, every one of us has opinions, and I'm not going to say, well, everyone has an opinion. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. No. Um, Neither one of those names rings a bell with the casual wrestling fan. But for some reason, if you say CM Punk to wrestling fans who used to watch, what you're going to hear is, oh, yeah, I know that dude. He, uh, WrestleMania 28, WrestleMania 29, I mean, he wrestled The Undertaker. Okay, that's the one synonymous difference, or, you know, major difference between him and MJF. He's already established, right? This kid's 25 years old, and, you know, to certain wrestling fans, oh, yeah, he should be at the top. There's a fucking problem. They just resigned him, but they don't know what the fuck to do with him. Or do they? Since he has that, you know, little briefcase, which is the equivalent of WWE's Money in the Bank briefcase, is he going to cash in? Is he going to be pushed to the moon? We don't know. That's up to the powers that be. But for the love of God, this is a plea from one wrestling fan and former manager, former whatever you want to call me, sip of coffee. Okay. Please understand that if you are still in business, okay, if AEW is still around, which they probably will be for the next however long, don't know, like I said, it's a question mark, because certain wrestling companies have come and they have gone. AEW, the fact that they gave Punk a championship, they gave Jericho a championship, they gave Moxley a championship, Moxley did fantastic Fantastic as the champion, the interim champion. And then he loses it to Punk, then he beats the crap out of Punk, then Punk wins, and then the title gets vacated only barely even after a week. There's there's a pattern with Punk. Even though he's not supposed to be the focal point of attention, because now it's a fucking climb the Trying the rungs of the metaphorical ladder of who can gra- garner most attention. Is it going to be CM Punk or is it going to be MJF? Poor MJF. Why? A lot of fans are why are you? I was like, dude, look. MJF is like that guy you want to punch in the face just because he seems like a snooty rich asshole. CM Punk is the guy that you can relate to but he's already been there, done that, and then comes along and causes, whether you like to admit it or not, CM Punk is going to be brutally honest with people like Hangman Adam Page, like the Young Bucks, and of course, he's going to be honest about Kenny Omega. Is this good for the morale of their company? Like I said, I leave that up to the people who say they're in charge, and I just leave it at that. So, 
did CM Punk's uh, little scuffle or big scuffle verbally, physically with the, the, the Bucks and Omega in the backstage area leave an impression far more over than MJF's return and his little faction shoot, whatever? The answer is yes. CM Punk, whether you love him, hate him, agree with him, disagree with him, is always going to be head over heels over, more so over than what MJF is going to do. Why? Because I'm going to say it. AEW, being brutally honest here, y'all need to fucking pay attention to what's in front of you. Please allow MJF to discard that faction, to become a great solo heel. Put Chris Jericho's ass in the back just saying because, say, well, you don't know what you're talking about. Really? So is that why you, you're letting him pick up a microphone, talk? It's the same Chris from 2011 and always has been bashing, subtly bashing WWE on promos. And furthermore, to just, you know, before I end this, Punk will be back. Is he going to get the strap again? I don't know. I, You know what, folks? I just report what I say, what I've read, and basically how I feel about it. So if you don't like what good old Brian Reels has to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. All right, and tune in this coming Saturday because I still have a lot to say. I mean a lot. To say about the state of professional wrestling. So uh, if you like, you know, you can download this episode for free on iTunes 24 hours after this episode. There's two hours on blogtalk.radio.com under Wrestle Radio Network. You can catch the episodes for free if I post them on Twitter if I feel like it, which I should. Okay. That was easy. Toodles, bitches. I got to get my beauty rest and uh, play myself out. I've got the look that drives the girls wild. I've got the moves that really move them. I said, chill up and down there, fine. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. I make them hot. I make them shiver, they need to get weak, whenever I'm around, they see me walk, they hear me talk, I make them feel